Welcome to the Triskelion, the Purica podcast, where it's all about nature, science, you. Natural health food stores are the building blocks of the natural health industry, an access point for a lot of people who care about their health and know where to go to get the best of what they need. Someone who's been on both sides of the fence, natural health retail, and of course now product development with Purica, Team Purica is Finn Shanahan Dover. We've had him on the Triskelion Purica podcast a few times. It's always a pleasure. Uh, we're not going to be talking so much Karate Kid today there, uh, Mr. Martial Arts, but we will be talking about what you're seeing uh, in terms of trends in the natural health industry. And and let me just do a quick sidebar. What first got you excited about this as your career path? Uh, what first brought you uh, into the retail side of the business? Uh, what was your inspiration? Uh, great question. Yeah, I, uh, so I've always had a passion for nutrition. And uh, from a very early age, uh, in my teens, I was uh, fascinated by how what we eat can affect our day-to-day life, all the way down from the way we look, it started with a more superficial kind of um, want to change my physical appearance and then eventually uh, onto how we can even feel when we follow um, a more regimented approach to our nutrition. So uh, that led me to pursue a degree in human nutrition from the University of Bournemouth. And then after that, I... Uh, Took a little trip uh, to a few different countries, came to settle here in Canada. And funnily enough, I was actually working at a Starbucks initially because I was very broke from the trips to other countries. And (laughs) I was working there and I met someone, uh, just got chatting as you do like um, when you're making their coffee. And she said, hey, you should check out this place I've just been to. It's wonderful. It's just up the road. And she gave me the receipt from there. And uh, it had the phone number. So I called them uh, to see if they wanted uh, or if they were looking for anyone. And they accepted my application. And then I started working there. And uh, that store, Vite Save, has been going on for, I mean, it's been open for a while now. I think it opened back in 2016. Um, but that was my first exposure to working uh, retail. And it was quite interesting because I'd learned a lot of the human nutrition side and physiology and biochemistry of things like your vitamins, your minerals, your omega-3 fatty acids, um, your protein. So I had a good understanding of those nutrients and what they did in the body and where supplements could benefit. But I really didn't have too much knowledge about uh, the other kinds of things like more Ayurvedic medicine, things like your ashwagandha, your curcumin. Um, Even a really interesting one that I'm sure we'll talk about in more detail is probiotics. Like in my three-year degree, I had one lecture in three years, one two-hour lecture on the gut microbiome and and, uh, probiotics because it just really wasn't... um, There wasn't enough research out at the time. I think I graduated in 2012. And uh, compare that to now, I mean, you've had all of these peer-reviewed studies coming out, tons and tons of research demonstrating how important a healthy gut microbiome is. And, um, yeah, it it just goes to show how quickly uh, knowledge can evolve and how that uh, becomes paradigm shifts in the way people behave and what consumers focus on. 
Uh, we'll get into, uh, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, the important trend in terms of uh, emerging understanding of how important probiotics are, not just for gut health, but for overall health. But before we go there, you're talking about your first introduction on the natural health retail side of things with the, with VitaSave. Uh, what, do, what do you have, having been in that environment, uh, what do you have to say about how important a role natural health retailers play in the overall ecosystem, so to speak? speak of natural wellness uh that, that's very important very important you get uh plenty of people coming into natural health food stores um maybe it's their first time coming in there they don't know too much about natural health maybe they're pursuing something different or they've had a reaction to other over-the-counter medications or maybe they are a little bit skeptical about them and want to come in and check them out Or you'll have other people come into natural health food stores um, because they've read something on the internet that might be correct or incorrect and they come in and they're looking for simple advice on um, what the people in there think. And it's really key to be able to go into a place that you can trust in that respect because there's plenty of uh, retailers out there that, you know, they kind of have the flavor of the month. They'll push this, they'll push that. But if you go in somewhere where they have really knowledgeable people and um, really knowledgeable people working and they don't have an agenda behind it, then that can actually be a really valuable resource in terms of information, not just uh, a place to purchase products. Uh, Vitasave is an example of sort of, you know, they've got their storefront presence, uh, sort of the, you know, old school conventional, but they've also really advanced the, the online offering, purica.com, of course, uh, doing the same. Is that one of the biggest trends you've seen since you've been in the industry is how much more education and how much more uh, putting product in the hands of people is happening online? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. An interesting thing, actually. So they, Vice uh, did it kind of backwards uh, to the traditional uh, way it was done before. So many natural health food stores, they'd start as brick and mortar. And then, I mean, a huge trend that you saw with the whole pandemic and uh, the shutdowns and lockdowns that we've had is uh, many of these stores would transition to an online platform model so that they could continue serving their client base. But save actually did it backwards. They, I think they started in maybe 2012 or 2010 and they started as a purely online uh, supplement retailer, and then they actually opened their stores afterwards after they had established a good customer base online. So it was very interesting. It was um, kind of backwards to the uh, traditional way I'd seen other businesses do it, but it worked out really well for them. The thing with online, especially now, I mean, you have such a variety of natural health food stores it now becomes, instead of just having a price war with who can have the lowest prices, it becomes what can natural health retailers offer aside from price, right? Like, can they give you uh, a good example is extra knowledge? Like, some uh, online retailers will hold uh, seminars, for example, where they'll bring different people in to speak on different topics around natural health. That's a really nice value add for your customers that is going to get more eyes on your platform and hopefully more customers buying from you rather than uh, just constantly being like, we have the lowest prices, lowest prices, lowest prices. Because eventually, if everyone keeps playing that price war, it's going to bottom out and it's not going to be a profitable business to be in anymore. 
We're talking to Finn Shanahan Dover of Team Purica here on the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, talking trends in natural health retail. Now, you mentioned probiotics, how it was literally just a hop, skip and a jump uh, when you did your, 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 your schooling. Now, of course, it's, it's one of the big deals. Uh, explain why you think probiotics are one, it, it make up one of the most important trends in natural health and, and, and natural health retail. I mean, they've been around for a while, right? I think uh, long ago, it was, it was still very sort of a fringe group of products like probiotics. You typically have your acidophilus and your bifidus and um, they'd come in tiny little capsules that you'd take and no one really knew why they took them. They just kind of took them and uh, went a little gung-ho about it. But now uh, lots and lots of data is emerging on how important the gut microbiome is and they're uh, developing their knowledge around the gut-brain connection, how a lot of your neurotransmitters that affect the way you're uh, processing things cognitively, they're actually made in your gut and it's a one-way highway from your gut to your brain and not the other way around. So your gut flora and your gut biome can affect all of these different um, cognitive parameters, which is really exciting. And what influences your gut? Well, it's what you start putting in your body. And probiotics are a really good way if you get the right one, if they're human strain, um, if they have the correct potency and they've been shown to work and survive the stomach acid, then they're a really good way to ensure that you're getting the right types of bacteria. And the science has come so far now that it's no longer, we're no longer just looking at acidophilus and bifidus. Now there's so much more data and it's gone much, much deeper into specific strains. So, uh, for example, like acidophilus and uh, bifidobacterium, they're two types of bacteria, but within those types, you'll have different strains. So, for example, you can have lactobacillus, acidophilus, and then there'll be a certain number behind it and it can be a combination of like letters and numbers like uh, KAPB1 and that will literally narrow it all the way down to the specific strain and they found that that strain in the human body has positive effects for things. Same thing for um, bifidobacterium, right? It's no longer just uh, bifidobacterium. You can have bifidobacterium longum and then that will be followed by a bunch of numbers and letters and then they've found specific effects of those bacteria in the gut microbiome. So everything's got a lot more specific, a lot more narrowed down. You're in the natural health zone with the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. And they started to measure what these positive effects may be. And there's a ton of them. There's some that can really help with anxiety. They can help control the amount of cortisol that you produce. There's some that can help produce short chain fatty acids that will help lower your cholesterol. There's some that will help, uh, uh, they'll outcompete all the gas-producing bacteria so that you'll start producing less gas, feeling less bloated. There's a ton of different things that you can do when you have the right strain, and science is constantly evolving and finding more and more benefit for these different types of strains. So it's really cool. It's uh, developing all the time, and you're getting newer and newer products that are getting more and more effective. So, yeah, it's fantastic the way it's developing and it's really exciting to see where it could go. 
Uh, the gut-brain connection that you said is is one of the more fascinating uh, developments and getting that out into the mainstream uh, mood uh, and 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 response you know behavior response all that kind of stuff uh, we can be at the top of our game uh, with uh, you know certain probiotics Purica of course in partnership with uh, Kaneka the uh, a world leader in probiotics has developed the four SKUs you've got the mature immune defense you've got the digest the intensive GI and the cardio, uh, that's something that's really changed uh, is, is the real customization, the targeting. But let me ask you this. You've got the probiotics. You've got the kombuchas. You've got a lot of uh, different ways you can, uh, you can animate and enhance your, 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 your gut flora. Uh, is there such a thing as too much in the way of probiotics? You certainly could. It would be tough to get there, but yes, you can have too much. Um, you'd be looking at a huge amount for you to get generally negative effects. I mean, everyone's different. Sometimes people can take uh, I don't know, 100 billion colony-forming units of a certain probiotic and be fine. Others might take that amount and it might upset their stomach. It all depends how their gut flora is before they introduce what whatever it is they're taking, right? Um, aside from that, in terms of is there too much, like I said, very difficult for you to get any negative effects from taking too much. The question people should be asking is how much benefit is there going to be? I mean, we live in this society where everyone always thinks more is better, more is better, more is better. Not always the case. There's a leveling out, and this tends to be the case with a lot of different supplements, right? If you take... Uh, for example, your B vitamins. Uh, you can have a B complex that will have 500% of your daily requirement for, let's say, B2 or B1. And sure, you're taking this huge amount of it, but it's a water-soluble vitamin. You're not going to have any negative effects, but it's going to pass right through you. And I think a bunch of people might have had experiences of this if they take a really strong multi, and then the next time they go to the toilet and they're seeing their urine is neon yellow right that's all these b vitamins that are coming out so you won't necessarily have a bad effect but how much is your body using them and again with the probiotics it's a little more difficult because you can't really tell how transient they are because no one wants to be taking a good old look at their feces down there but how much are you actually using and how much are you getting benefit from so there's definitely that sort of uh there's definitely that consideration because certain probiotics, they can be quite expensive by nature of how much they stuff in there. But realistically, what does the research show? Does the research show that that amount is good or are they just beefing it up so that they can increase the price on there? So that's something that people should be wary of. Um, so long answer to your question. There is, you can take a little too much. You can get some gastric upset, nothing too severe. But it might take a long time to get there. The thing that people should be worrying about is, am I just taking all of this, like so much probiotics for no reason? We're talking to Finn Shanahan Dover. We're talking trends in natural health, uh, especially at the retail level. Uh, what's uh, turning heads? And of course, uh, probiotics, uh, definitely checking that box. Uh, what are some of the other trends, uh, Finn, uh, that have really caught your eye as, as sort of big shifts in natural health retail? Um, I wouldn't say it's so much of a big shift. But there's interesting 
an interesting thing I'm seeing is uh, uh, kind of different uh, different companies will be messing around with formulations in order to make something more absorbable, right? And uh, it started a while ago. I think the first one I noticed was the shift from a form of B12 like uh, cyanocobalamin, that's the traditional form of supplemental B12, to methylcobalamin. And the methylcobalamin, adding that methyl group to B12, supposedly makes it much more absorbable in the body because your body doesn't have to methylate it itself. And actually certain people, they don't have the correct genes to be able to methylate it. So that's one example. And then uh, you can kind of go forward. I see a big trend coming out now uh, is this liposomal um, sort of emulsification of nutrients. So you'll see liposomal vitamin C, liposomal glutathione. And the whole idea behind this is they uh, encapsulate it in a nanolipid molecule so that it makes it, uh, one, it makes it easier to bring into the body and two, it kind of slows down the digestion of it so that this lipid particle supposedly slows down digestion and absorption so you get a longer lasting effect from whatever is uh, in there. But again, it's difficult for me to uh, understand if this actually works. I haven't seen too much data on um, or research on it working. So it's one of those things. It can be a little bit of a minefield, right? I mean, you have on the one hand things like the methylcobalamin or even um, even mushrooms, right? You have a bunch of different mushrooms, for example. Some people would like to extract it with water. Some people want to extract it with alcohol. Um, these are both good methods rather than keeping the raw mushroom, right? It will make it more absorbable. There's good data on those. Even the micronizing that Purica does, when you micronize all these mushrooms, you get the benefits of not only the water-soluble but the lipid-soluble too, and it's very well absorbed and digested by the body. These are all things that have really good data and research on them. When it comes to the liposomal, I kind of worry. And again, I may, I may just have uh, not seen the data, but I don't know if this uh, liposomal trend, again, is something that is just going to come with a heftier price tag, or is it something that's actually going to be of benefit and people should be forking out the extra cash to get these... Uh, these liposomal products. But that was one that I found interesting. That seems to be a trend that's going around right now. They tend to carry a higher price tag. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what research there is on those. Uh, Finn, medicinal mushrooms have been around for thousands of years, absolutely no question, but they're relatively new to the North American mainstream. Uh, what has been notable uh, to you about the trend and the popularization around medicinal mushrooms, not just the Purica micronized mushrooms, but, but all mushrooms? What has stood out to you? I mean, mushrooms kind of came into... Uh, I, they really started gaining popularity in the last couple of years because I think people were looking outside your traditional kind of uh, things that you go into a natural health store for, right? People are looking for all these wonderful effects like improved cognition, improved memory, uh, maybe improved athletic capacity, being able to relax a little more. And they were looking out uh, outside of the traditional things that you can get from your diet, right? So your vitamins, your minerals, and I think that's why mushrooms started gain, gaining steam a lot more. And once they did, there was a big explosion in the amount of companies offering all these different mushrooms. And people found that 
that they had pretty profound effects on their day-to-day life. And it makes sense, right? I mean, if you're going to go into a natural health food store, it makes sense to pick up something that you're not going to get day-to-day in your diet rather than going in there and trying to get, again, like we said, more of the same thing that you might already be getting from your diet. So mushrooms have been really, uh, really interesting in that respect, and they gained a ton of popularity. There were some features on some really big podcasts, like uh, when Paul Stamets went on the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, That was a really pivotal moment, I found. He's done a couple of episodes on there, and... um, I mean, those podcasts are viewed and listened to by millions and millions of people. So hearing uh, all the knowledge from those podcasts, I think, really helped elevate uh, the medicinal mushrooms and their popularity. Uh, Give us the Finn Shanahan Dover crystal ball. Uh, Where do you see uh, the natural health industry? uh, Where do you see natural health retail going uh, in the next three to five years uh, coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic? I can see it gaining more traction. I mean, it's very interesting. I think now with the COVID-19 pandemic, people are seeing how important it is to really take care of yourself, right? I mean, there's not too much um, too much on the, in terms of, like, government guidelines on how to look after yourself in the best way, but I feel like people are now taking it into their own hands because everyone knows, uh, for example, if you get something like COVID-19, it can be really, really rough, especially for those who aren't in the healthiest of states to begin with, right? I mean, everyone's going to struggle with it, but do you want to be that person who has a really rough time and gets almost critically ill with it? Or do you want to be someone who's looking after your health day to day so that if something like that comes around, you have more of a chance of beating it, right? I mean, your health, and that goes for pretty much... uh, pretty much all different diseases if you're in a really healthy state prior to getting that disease you're going to have a higher chance of survival beating the disease or not feeling as rough um, with anything as far as to go as anything that's really severe all the way down to like the common cold if you're looking after yourself sure you might still get sick i'm not saying you're going to be bulletproof but you might have a better time with it than someone who's in a in a worse state so i feel like in the next three to five years, more and more people are going to be looking to that natural health realm instead of curatively, more for a sort of health maintenance kind of approach. And I really think things that um, the things that you can't usually get in your diet day to day are going to become a lot more popular and things that help strengthen your immunity. So things like your medicinal mushrooms, I think, are going to continue to surge in popularity. Your probiotics as well. I mean, there's more tons of research coming out all the time and they're getting more and more targeted to the point where people are going to realize actually this is something that we can take to just help me day to day to be the best and the healthiest that I can be so these sorts of things I feel like they're going to excel while you might see a little more of a dip in things like the traditional things that are very popular now like maybe your proteins your uh, micronutrients like your multis I feel like people are going to be trying to live their life really healthily. So hopefully they'll be adapting their dietary behaviors and then they'll be trying to supplement with things that they typically won't get even if they're following a healthy diet. So that's where I see it going in the next few years, but only time will tell. 
Finn, thank you so much for all those perspectives. I really appreciate it, especially your insights being formed on both sides of the retail uh, equation in natural health. We'll look forward to being and have a chance to convene again real soon. Thanks so much for doing this. Amazing. Thanks so much, Tom. It's been a pleasure. You've been listening to the Triskillian, the Pirica podcast featuring Finn Shanahan, Dover. You've been listening to The Triskillian, The Purica Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Purica Wellness and sign up for our e-newsletter at purica.com.